test or preach in the next 30, 35 minutes. I pray it blesses you. Amen. I'm preaching on that subject, the greatest miracle. The greatest miracle. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever, if the Bible is just underlined whosoever. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The message I'm preaching to some, it will be old. Pastor didn't preach a heavy message. Pastor didn't give us revelation today. I mean, uh, we wanted a deep something walking in the clouds of the, the carbonic anointing. <laughs> and they say, oh, Pastor is now, and Pastor has gone deep. But it's the best message. And it's the message that gave birth to the church. And I pray that you open your heart and receive this word. May you humble your heart to receive the word as a child. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation, which at the first began to be spoken of by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that had him. Many of us have neglected a lot of things in our lives. Things that are important, we end up neglecting them. There are some of us here, if I ask you to tell me your growing story, you tell me your parents neglected you. There are women here whose husbands neglected them. There are people here, people you help. The last week I overheard is that Judas or whatever talking about someone he helped who has neglected him. It's very easy for us to neglect things as human beings. It's very easy for us to overlook things. It's very easy for us not to take things that are serious, serious. It's very easy for us to abuse things. So the writer of Hebrew believed to be poor says that how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? This is not a, you know, the one who is coming to save you doesn't have powers above him. Maybe you don't get it. Um, if a rebel group in Somalia takes someone captive, America can break into Somalia and redeem that captive. And the strength of Somalia cannot override the strength of America. But this deliverer, all power has been given to him. So when he de delivers you, nobody has the power to take you out of his hands except you walk out of his hands. So it's very easy for us to neglect. Except, you know, salvation looks so simple. 
that people don't really appreciate the weight of it. And that's why I'm preaching this. I heard this message preached by Bishop Dark some time ago and I was so blessed. I literally wrote down everything he said. And I said, one day I'll preach it to you and I'm preaching it. I thought you clap. We can easily forget such a great work that Jesus did for us. Today, as I preach, you have to assess yourself whether you have neglected that great salvation. One time I was sitting down and I asked myself, if I was not born again, how would the world be like? You need to ask yourself, if you were not born again, how would the world be like to you? Do you know what can happen to you? Maybe you will not die, but just estimate some of the things you will believe in. Just think about where you would have been now. Just think about what, look at your friends who are not born again. You could have been like them. So salvation is a great blessing. And today I'm going to help you to appreciate that it's the greatest miracle. I know you are waiting for financial miracle, then you, your joy will be full. But this one is the greatest miracle that can ever happen to a man. I thought you are clapping. There is no woman who is a wife who will be happier if the, if the husband is a millionaire and does not know Jesus. Which woman is there that wants that type of husband? No. There is no joy outside Christ. A man is worthless except he has Christ. So the Bible says, whosoever believeth, whosoever, you can be born to a fetish priest, you can be whatever, whosoever, whosoever, you could have been thrown on the rubbish dump, you grew very wild in some ghetto, but the day you say you want to follow Jesus, you are also welcome into the fraternity. I thought you'd be clapping. So today I'm preaching on the greatest miracle. There is a distraction coming to humanity. One day, distraction will visit us. Hellfire will come. A day of reckoning will come. You cannot escape it except you are saved. Salvation is like a key. I told the gospel service. It's like the key to this building. You can have air conditioning here. You can have whatever you have here. It's like the key to your house. You have rice cooker. You have whatever. But if you misplace your key, you cannot have access to all the miracles you can ever have in the Lord, in the kingdom, can never be compared to the salvation of your soul. Yes. Your long-awaited wedding, your long-awaited um, child, miracle child, what if even it comes, it cannot be equated to the work that this man did on the cross for you and I. And you see, we, we easily overlook it. It's not the main thing for us. Some of us, it's not the main thing. I mean, 
the reason why you are even a Christian is that God gave you, you prayed a prayer that God give me a job and God gave you a job. That's why you're a Christian. But that is not, because you can lose the job. Your boss can start worrying you. You can be implicated. So if because of the job, you have become a committed Christian, you will backslide one day. The place is quiet. Oh, oh it's a nice message. Clap for me. The foundation of your commitment to the things of God must never be material blessings. It must never be because God gave you a car, so God is faithful. No. It must not be because God gave you a breakthrough, so God is faithful. No. Whether you get your breakthrough or not, it has been from history. From before time began, he is faithful. So if it's like, you want to see some miracle, then you can commit to this Christian thing that they are talking about. I beg your pardon. You may never commit to. Because God never assured us of a rosy life. He assured us an overcomer's life. Did you hear that? God never assured us of a rosy life. He assured us of an overcomer. Who is an overcomer? Ima come. So, Ima is coming to attack me. Then I throw him away. That is what is an overcomer. So obstacles come, you throw them away. You will overcome and keep going. You see, when he came, you can clap. When he came, I didn't smile to him. I pushed him with strength. That means that in the journey of your Christian life, you need to build capacity because obstacles will come. Your ability to overcome is dependent on your ability to build certain capacity. That is why you cannot be talking unwisely. Because it's part of the strength you must build. Oh, everybody can die anytime. If you say that, your servants will endorse it. Angels are your servants. They have been commanded to execute whatever you say. So careless talking has killed a lot of Christians. And destroy their life. If you talk anyhow. Don't let your mouth kill you. Write it. Hmm. You know, Pastor, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. I am not just saying, I'm not, I'm, I'm not you know, that's, that's, you know, I, hey, they were executed. Oh, Pastor, it is a cliche. Really? When you go to Israel, there's a proper cliche. God is faithful. So if you are interested in cliches, say spiritually empowered cliches. How are you? I'm blessed. How are you? I am lifted. How are you? I am overcoming. I am managing. Really? <laughs> managing. Like African government managements. 
Don't speak. These are capacities that believer must. Because God will do for you what you say. This is just a digression of the sermon. That means God wants somebody to hear it. What are you saying? I'm dead, Charlie. I die, oh Charlie. Charlie, I die. I don't learn anything. I die. You you die. <laughs> Charlie, Daben Ebey. Ebey. Talk well. Tell somebody, talk well. Learn to talk well. You know the five. Oh God, why am I digressing? The five virgins who were wise, and the five that were foolish. I believe that among the five wise virgins, I'm sure it was two of them who were very firm on getting extra oil to wait for the bridegroom, and then they influenced some of them that oh. Charlie, we will go get extra oil because the bridegroom may keep long. Maybe they told 10 of them or they told the other eight. Then only three of them said, no, we will join you. The other five said, so we will rush. Then say nine, so he will come at nine. But he didn't come at nine. So because they allowed themselves to be influenced positively, they were called wise virgins also. So obstacles are going to come your way. But you need to build strength and capacity. If you were not here when my father came to preach on capacity, go and get some. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. I want to dash this book out. Who remembers the messages Bishop Matthew Ashimolo preached at Great Hours? There were two. Stretch and what? In the first service, I spoke about three things pertaining to the subject. I spoke about the fact that salvation is the greatest miracle because it is a miracle for your sins to be forgiven. The second thing I spoke about was that it is a miracle for your sins to be wiped away. So if you're not here, you can go and get. The third one I spoke about is that it's a miracle for the unlovable to be loved. It's a miracle. I won't go into that because there are four more I want to talk about. So the next one I'm talking about is that salvation is a miracle because it is a miracle for somebody to be released from prison. For somebody to be released from prison. I admonish everybody when you come to church and we are preaching right. Write something down. Listen, but write. 
Because every serious student writes in the classroom. Amen. Amen. If even they are sharks, you see, they will write in the way that you can read. Most sharks don't have nice handwriting. They will write it so you can't copy. But they alone can read it. And I was like that. I will throw you away. I will start it some way. <laughs> Instead of defining an atom, I will define an electron. Ten minutes to exams, then I change it. Ten minutes to the end, then I will change the answer. So if you copied. <laughs> so people didn't like sitting by me. Because when you, you see that you copied me, but when the results come, I'm A, you are D. They are like, <laughs> that's a digression. So it's a blessing or a miracle for somebody to be released from prison. Let's read John chapter 3, verse 16 to 18, quickly. It said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. 17, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 18, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already. So you don't need to walk to the sinner and tell the person that you have been, he is already condemned. Anybody that does not have Jesus, that does not believe in Jesus and receives him as the Lord and personal Savior, he is already condemned. Nobody is judging you. According to the Bible, you are already condemned. Because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son of the father. So it's a miracle for a prisoner to be released from prison. And all of us here, if you are born again, we were all prisoners to the devil until Jesus forgave us our sins. We were all convicted of our sins and condemned. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So there is a salary for walking and being committed to sin. And that's, that salary is death. Death can be any form of death. But you see, there was a man. Oh, okay, we all know him, this man. I like calling his name Atai. He's there. I heard he's now an elder of the Pentecost church in prison. You know, the prison church. He's an elder, like the leader. He has changed. He speaks in tongues. You are here condemning him, but he has changed. Pastoring the church. You are not a pastor. But you can't take him out of prison. He's condemned. No matter how nice he has come, he has become. It's not your niceness that takes you to heaven. No matter how good he's looking now. The loss of the nation has locked him up there. He can speak in tongues. He can lay hands on the sick there. They will manifest. But he's still a prisoner. 
It's a miracle for somebody to walk through the prison gates and say, Lucy, they've condemned you, they've charged you, but I declare you free. And nobody can confront the person. You are not clapping well. Salvation is the greatest miracle that ever happened to mankind. It took a miracle for souls to be released from the hands of the devil. Some of you, it took miracle. I remember an evangelist whose, whose daughter entered into prostitution. The whole church got to know about it. He couldn't stand to preach. Sundays he will not come because Charlie, he's a miracle worker. He works miracle. Sometimes we call people miracle workers and people don't understand how can you be a miracle worker. Yes, in a sense, yes. And it's, in a sense, it's true. Because Jesus Christ will come to it. He's the light of the world. And then he said that you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So the light of the world makes you also a light. So if God is a miracle worker, he can make a man a miracle worker. So this man works in so much miracles by the grace of God. And the daughter was known, known to be a prostitute. The newspapers will not spare you. He wrote all over. This man will come and preach with pain. Then the church began to pray. They didn't lash at the pastor. They would all night. Pray! 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 One day, when they were doing all night, this was the woman coming. The daughter of the pastor came back to church. Look, it takes great, it took great grace, great work on the cross to take some of us from where we used to be. And that same thing will happen to somebody around you. A relative, a brother, a friend, somebody in your community. You need to introduce him to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. People must know that the price for their sins have been paid for. They must walk out of the prison gate. They must walk out of the grip of the enemy and come for a salvation that you don't pay money for. I thought you are clapping. If you have, if you have, if you have salvation today, hold on to it. Don't lose it. Don't. I know. I, I know of two people. One one guy used to lead prayer in his church. Around, I won't mention the name. Used to lead prayer in his church. Very powerful. Today, he doesn't know what is God. Lost. Lost, lost, lost. Because the salvation you receive must be a treasure to you. Nothing must be exchanged for it. There was one who was serving a big man of God, general overseer. No, 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 no. Not our church, but one of the big. He's so backslidden that everybody knows that he deals with elemental powers. Juju and those things. Somebody who was close, close. So, so you see, if you don't treasure this salvation you have received there, you can be a Christian and be in occult and nobody will know because you didn't value what it meant to be saved from the world. It's the greatest miracle that could ever happen to a man. Luke chapter 4 verse 18, quickly. 
Salvation is the greatest miracle. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. So the gospel that comes to you, you have to hold on to it at all costs. Because it's the treasure you will need at the end of your life. It will be the foundation upon which you will enter into heaven. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. <laughs> Number five. It is a miracle. It's the greatest miracle because it's always a miracle for light to shine in darkness. For light to shine in darkness. Like, like today, if my you beat Liverpool, it's light that are shining in darkness. Because as I'm standing here, I know we have lost. So if we win, it's like light has shone in darkness. Where are the my you fans? They are quiet. We, we, we know where we are. Don't, don't ask us anything. You know. We will know. If, if we, we win, we will be surprised. So, so, we are praying for a draw. So, if you are man, you found, don't go and be doing two no. Just go and sit down quietly and watch. If you draw, then you can start talking. We tell, we tell you, we dig ground crowd, you know, go feed beaters. But don't start talking before the match. Hallelujah. Give the Lord the mighty clap of friends. It is a blessing for light to come into darkness. Light. Some of you, you don't know how your parents are happy when you wake up in the morning and say you are coming to church. <laughs> when your uncles come and say, hey, now are you? It's a joy. Well, that's why when they, they do, they take the light and they bring it on, you see people shouting as if they scored go. Hey! Because when light appears, things are made real. Look at this whole place. Assuming it was dark. You feel, that's why when they give light off, you feel like you are sick. <laughs> it's like, yeah, your head... It's like you are confused. You are angry with everybody. Darkness is a curse. So, salvation is when a man receives light. Illumination. What will cause all these hip life artists converting to Christ? They discover something. They discover and there are different kinds of light. I pray that you will see the light of Christ. I said, I pray that you see the light of Christ. I pray that you see the light of Christ. Somebody shout, Jesus! When light shines into darkness, it is a great miracle. We begin to navigate our way properly. When a man receives Christ, don't go and argue with them. Go and introduce Christ to them. Go and tell them that Jesus loves you. Oh, me, I've been going to church for a long time. Church people are bad, cry past us. We are not talking about bad. We are talking about you being saved. 
Do you have Jesus? Do you have him? Do you know him? Does he know you? Are you saved? Are you 100% sure that when you die today, you will go to heaven? That's the question. It's not about church people are bad. Forget it. You. If you die today, will you go to heaven? Don't go and argue. Some of you, that is where your messages come. Then you will stand back. Then you start talking. No. My brother, if you are sick, do you want to get healed? Yes. You want to get healed? Receive him. Let me pray for you. You don't go and argue. You want to go to heaven or hell? If you die. You want to go? Oh, I want to go to heaven. Close your eyes. Receive him. Say, Lord Jesus. Simple. Don't go and involve. Then eh, I charismatic church. More women wear trousers. You tell Jack, I didn't come for doctrine. Doctrina. If you want doctrina, please come to church. I will send you to my pastor. He went to Bible school. He will sit. <laughs> Don't go and argue. No, you even bring anger instead of sending the grace of God. You, the person will waste your time. There are many more souls who when you speak one, they will receive. Then some of them can hijack you for 30 minutes. 40 minutes. No. Go and into When light is coming, when light is coming, when light is coming, it opens up people's destiny. And I pray that you hold on to salvation. Give the Lord a good clap offering. For, for a nation to have electricity, it costs a lot. To get ECG in Ghana is a lot of money. Yes. To power you, you need a dam. You need electromagnetic systems. You need electrical wires crossing cities and towns. That's why they can use it for political message. You don't understand. There are countries in Africa who don't have light. They still rely on Ghana. The small one, even though we are suffering, we give power to some countries. You go to some countries, it's only generators you see all over. Hey, I didn't mention them so. Generators all over. Because when the light comes, it's a miracle. Like, <laughs> you wake up one day, you get electricity, national electricity. It's, it's a shock. <laughs> but you are here, when they give you some more doom, so the government is not good. The government is not good. You, you are fortunate. Better appreciate whatever you get. Just appreciate because you go and vote for them. So when they come, appreciate the good things they do and pray for them when they are failing. Because you go and vote. And when you vote for somebody, you must pray for the person to succeed. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. If salvation has come to you, a great light, a great opportunity, a great light, a great opportunity. A great light, a great opportunity. Yesterday I went somewhere for engagement and in the midst of, there was different religion and in the midst of them, this lady has given her life to Christ and they were doing the engagement. I said, this is light that has shone in darkness. God has shone light on you. 
and you have to allow him to shine his light through you to other people. That is why we are a church. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. Isaiah 9 2. Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. The people that walk in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. Jesus is the light of the world. I pray that you encounter that light of the world. I pray that the light of Christ will shine upon you. It will shine upon you. It will shine upon you. It will shine upon you. In the name of Jesus. Give him a mighty clap offering. John chapter 8, verse 12. John 8, 12. He said that, Then spoke Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You have to receive him. And when you receive him, allow the light to shine. You see, when light is shining, you can wear a dress that is not iron in darkness and you will not know. If you allow, you have received Jesus as your Lord, you have to allow the light to keep shining brighter because there are things that are in your life that the light will reveal so that you can walk out of it. But if the light does not shine in you, you cannot allow it to shine onto others. That is what I'm talking about. Salvation, when you receive salvation, you must pass on salvation to someone whilst you are firmly grounded. Hallelujah. You must allow the light of Jesus to shine through your life. Number six, it is a great miracle to go to heaven because of salvation. The message it looks simple, Anya. Pastor, these ones they are simple. Eh? It's a great miracle for you to go to heaven. Do you know why? Do you know that even on earth, there are places you will never go till you die. Doc, will you ever enter into the White House? Look at the names of your uncles. Will you ever? Even when they hear that you are going to apply for visa, they will kill you. <laughs> they, will, they will start meowing things. <laughs> Anybody that will wake up, put powder in their hands, and mention your name at midnight. As they blow, they blow out their intestines. In the name of Jesus. Their intestines will come out. Their heart will come out. When they hear that, hey, you're so about the two coin. African electronics. They will start calling the plumber, calling the mason, calling them. We have an agenda. They will die in your stead. So there are places you can never go. Some of you cry, you've never seen your own president before. We, we, we will come to that one. <laughs> there are places or anything you can't go. You can't go. Yeah, there are places, it's a privilege for you to go. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's a privilege for you to go. If you come to my house, it's a privilege. Some of you will never come to my house. <laughs> no, 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 no. You will never. So if you happen to come there, it's a privilege. Yes. It's a privilege. Assuming we're doing um, um, Independence Day, where the president and co are sitting. The people sitting there, you must respect them. Because you, you may never sit there. It's a privilege to go to heaven. I thought you were clapping. Where you are staying, eh? if that is where you stay after you are dead, it will not be good. Yeah. But when you die in the Lord, you are going to a city whose streets is gold. <laughs> it's a, uh, salvation is the greatest miracle that ever happened to you. When you die, you go to heaven. Prince, don't you want to go to heaven? Hey, I want to go to heaven. Oh. This kind of lashibisa, kumono lifestyle, I'm tired. When I die, after 120 years, yeah. at 100, we will be preaching. You'll be saying you are, you, are, you are 42. Then you are like, I'm old. I'm old. Hey, I'm not old. <laughs> I'm old. No, no. 120 years will still be here. Yeah. You don't believe. <laughs> Some of you have even started retiring yourself. You and who? I refuse to grow. Age is just a number. Small things, oh, because of my age. Because of what? 120. Take your age from 120. That is the number of years left for you. Yeah. You don't have faith. I'm pumping some light into you. Stop praying to die. Small malaria, then you're lying there. Hey, the angel of death has forgotten about you. You are going to live and declare the glory of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. It will take a miracle for some of you to enter into the Oval Office in, in White House, where the president is. It will take a miracle. You, I, I, I can put my head on ground. You, some of you, you never. <laughs> me, if it happens to me, it's a miracle. It's like, I will not even know how to walk. It's a miracle. Even Jubilee House. Jubilee House. Some of you, it will be a miracle to enter into Jubilee House. Even as a journalist. Jesus is taking you to heaven. You are not excited.
will throw you away. But Jesus will be leading you. When he gets there, they'll be saluting Jesus. As long as they are saluting him and you have his identity, you too, you have entered. Yeah. One day a church member came to the hospital. They were doing medical exams. And they are bouncing all his people. They have scheduled them. Come next week. Come next two weeks. And when I entered the clinic, I saw him. I said, it's a long time you came to church. Where have you been? Oh, I said, no, I travel. I went to this and this. But I just came last week. That's what you all say. <laughs> Until we catch you, you. <laughs> hey, church members, as if they have a platform that they know the common excuses. Pastor, I was out of town. I just came. I got there and I said, oh, come follow me. Give me, give me your request. Though they sack everybody, he followed me into the facility, inside. I said, sit down. And we did it for him and he went. Hey, you have to know somebody. You don't know anybody. anybody. You have to know somebody. I didn't take any money. I didn't take anything. It was because their numbers were too much, so we were dividing them and settling them. But if you have favor, you pass the shadow. God, Jesus, is taking you to heaven. It's a great miracle. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Revelation chapter 7 verse 6. 13 to 14. Let me just end it. No, think, think, think about how evil you can be. And Jesus is still holding your hands. Man, come, come and let's go. Come, enter into heaven. You. It's a great miracle. Yeah. You is a great miracle. Yeah. How evil, how bad, how wicked we can be. And Jesus, I'm taking you to heaven. Is it not a miracle? And one of the elders answered and saying unto him, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? Hey! So Jesus will put white robe on you. You will join that robe. You will go to heaven. I said you will go to heaven. And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. And so when you see somebody, a Christian suffering today, eh, don't judge him. Don't end his destiny. Oh, he's not an important man. That's why he's suffering. He doesn't pray well. His sins have over, overflown his cup. So he's being punished by his sins. No. These are people who have come out of great. You will come out of that tribulation. Yeah. I said you will come out of that tribulation. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. These are people. Move to the 15. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that seated on the throne shall dwell among them. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. The last one for today is that it is a great miracle for you to meet Jesus. It's a great miracle. For you to, when you receive Jesus, you have met him. Many people haven't met Jesus. 
you have met Jesus. Salvation is to find Jesus. Hello? Salvation is to find Jesus. When you find Jesus, I mean, most of you, eh, you are praying to meet certain personalities. Hello, hello, hello. Most of you are praying to meet certain personalities. Some of you have heard that, oh, your uncle B is in Germany. For 15 years, he's coming by November. So all your workings have started, you started rehearsing how to walk in front of your uncle. <laughs> there are certain people in this world some of us may never meet. You may never meet Obama. Hello? Some of you have not even met J.J. Rollins. Let me see if you have not met him. Me, I have not met him. Uh, I don't know when, but there are people, very important personalities you may never meet. How many of you met President Atambos before he died? Like you spoke to him. But your salvation is to meet with the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't treasure it. You know, you, 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 you see how we have neglected it. We want Charlie. The reason why I'm in church, you know, God, Pastor Prince made the declaration eh, and the next day it happened. That one is powerful. But we are going to meet with Jesus, the King of Kings. That's why they sing that song. As long as you are there, that's all that I want. Those are the songs we should be happy about. If God gives you a car, the car will get spot one day. Yes. But all that we do must be because of Jesus. We are going to meet him. And when you have that mindset, you will stay longer, healthier, fresher in the kingdom of God. There are many of us, we don't treasure our friendship with Jesus. We treasure our friendship with our boyfriends than our friendship with Jesus. We will do what our girlfriends and boyfriends tell us, but we will not do what Jesus tells us. Ay, ay, ay. We will do what our bosses at work tell us and we will not do what Jesus tells us. Jesus is the greatest personality you will ever meet. Look, some of you uh, husbands and wives, eh? if, 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 if God gives your wife the chance to change you and you change you today. <laughs> if you like, ask your wife. <laughs> Me, I know. I know that she will change me. Because the time I was chasing her, she was dreaming about a prince in the palace. That is every, when I'm chasing you, you are telling me about <laughs> and all that I'll be saying, oh, it is where, it is where. <laughs> Some of you men, if your wives get approval from God today, look, it's a great miracle that you are married to that woman. Great miracle. 
Because in, in the heart of women, most wives, they didn't marry the people they truly love. If you like, when we close, uh, secretly walk to wives. I say, can, can you know? <laughs> Today, I want to confirm the thing that pastor has been saying. Honestly, if you get another man, <laughs> will you change? I, I, I have changed. Hallelujah. It's a great privilege. Some of you have children. You think they are burdens. Some people have been married 15 years, 20 years. They just want to miss period. Not even have child. They want to know that they are women. They never miss their period. You have a child. He's stealing your meat in your feet, in your soup. So, you are releasing all the curses. <laughs> Tell somebody we are going to meet with Jesus. After the earth, even we will meet him in person. To be wonderful. There will be a dinner with you and Jesus. Yeah. Some of you, I thought you are clapping. We will sit at table with him. And we will be using the cutlery together. You better learn it too. Some of you. <laughs> and I went for the ladies called to the bar. They sent me some cutleries. I'm not used to it. I just put it aside and took the spoon. I ate one other. I said, oh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I left. Some of you learn it too. There will be high class table for you to sit with Jesus, the son of the living and be on table. Rise up on your feet. Salvation is a great, a great miracle. I want you to pray for yourself. Thank God for this message. Thank him. Thank God for this message. Be grateful to God. Just talk to God. Just look back at where you used to be and where God has brought you. It's just amazing grace. Just talk to God. Thank him for this message. That he didn't leave you to rot in your sins. But he called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. That you're going to meet with him. You're going to go to heaven. You are called to serve in his kingdom. It's a great privilege. You did not qualify, but he qualified you and said, Bring me that man into my court and let him serve me water. Lift your two hands and talk to God. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for salvation. Thank him for salvation. You may not be where you had wanted to be. You may not have what you want to have. But thank him that he saved you. He paid the price that should keep you in prison.
I thank you for this message. I accept that I'm a sinner. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Take away the appetite of the world from my mouth and my spirit. Lord, write my name in the book of life that when you come for the second time, I will make it to you with heaven, to heaven. Say, devil, from today, I no longer belong to you. I belong to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. You are here, you are a Christian, but your walk with God, the best straight. You are Motro Mojo. You are lukewarm. There are yokes of sin that have held you. I want to give you the chance to recommit and rededicate yourself to Him. It's a great, greatest miracle for us to be saved. Salvation is a great miracle. But we have to allow the light of God to shine through our lives. Sometimes what is coming out of our lives is contradicting the word of God and contradicting the message of salvation. I want to give you the chance. You are here. You say, Pastor, I'm already born again, but I want to recommit my life to the Lord. Lift up your right hand wherever you are, all eyes closed. You want to say, Lord, help my infirmities. Lift it up. I see one person. I see two. I see three. I see four. I see five. Let's pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I know I'm your child. I have been stubborn. I have been wayward. I come before you. Have mercy upon me. Strengthen me. Let your grace be perfect in my weakness. Say in the name of Jesus, help my weakness. Help me to be focused. Help me walk with you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for everyone here. You strengthen us to serve you and love you better. You strengthen us to follow you. That we will see salvation as a blessing, as a miracle, as a joy, and as a privilege. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a good clap, our friend. Hallelujah.